Doc Quincy, can you tell us how does a couple sexual hormone therapy look like? Okay, so usually it's a woman who comes in first. And the average age would be somewhere between 40 and 48 because that's the premenopausal period, right? Mm -hmm. So they would come in and say, I have low libido, I have poor vaginal lubrication, and I dread it when we start to have sex because I feel like I cannot perform well. So it's usually a woman who comes in first, and then because men start having erectile dysfunction from 45 and beyond, then they bring their partner, uh, husband or male partner in. And it's usually the man gets the consult after the woman. And after we've balanced, okay. start balancing their hormones, look at their psyches, we, we would see the patients together. And, it's almost like they share their failures first and share the successes of their treatment next. And we put them in sync and ensure that they understand each other, uh, accept yeah. their failures. And sometimes you can succeed and you would like step back because life happens. Like you're having a good sex life together. But then one has a challenge um, at work or one suddenly has a, um, either hypertension uh, or a, a, um, a medical condition, then we have to reassess again. But they don't necessarily have to come together. We can see them separately and we would have sessions with them together. Yeah. I could see how it would benefit to do it separately and then together because maybe there's some things that a girl or a guy wouldn't want to say in front of their partner, right? Yeah, that's that true. That would be cool. I'd, I'd love to see yeah. how that could help. Parang, how do, does a couple get to you? Because I think when they get to you, that's already the, a great foot in the door where they're going to solve their, I guess, problem or work on their relationship. But as a, somebody in a, in a relationship, like for example, me, how do I get my husband to go to couples therapy or sexual hormone therapy? Parang, it's such a, it's such a blow to, their ego and my ego and our relationship, at least what we, parang it's a, there's a stigma to ask for help in anything when it comes to sexual health, yeah. when it comes to, I don't know, is it our culture? How do we, how do we take the first step there? Maybe this is just something that we, we, we think about and we don't need to really answer. It's like, Doc Quincy, maybe you can tell us about the sexual cycle. Okay. So, when you start having sex, you go through this sexual cycle where you first get excited or aroused. This is when uh, you're, you get blood flow going into your genital areas, your breast, and there's mild vaginal lubrication and erection. Usually, as we mentioned earlier, the problems here would be low libido, poor lubrication, or erectile dysfunction. If we recognize these problems, then we know that we have to address it. So moving forward, plateau would be just an intensification of the excitement process. So what are the hormones that we look at here? So when you touch a patient, when you touch a partner, uh, you look at oxytocin. You're, I'm sure you've heard of it before okay. when actually yes. you, you, touch your partner or uh, um, you 
suck on your breasts and the nipples that actually produces yeah. oxytocin. So we can actually give oxytocin as a sublingual tablet or a cream. So mm-hmm. if you've already addressed and exhausted all the issues with getting aroused, one of the yeah. treatments can be giving the patient oxytocin. It's available. Is that the same thing that, that doctors give to induce labor? <gasps> yes, but that's an injectable. That's right. It's given by okay. doctors to induce okay. labor. But it's also <gasps> a hormone that makes you sexually excited. With labor, it, it also softens up your vagina. So that's why it's easier mm. for you to deliver. Okay, so that's what they were telling me, like to masturbate to help with that. Okay, just because I realized masturbation produces oxytocin, and I yeah. guess oxytocin can naturally be, be derived. Okay, got so it. So oxytocin causes you basically to not to have a pleasure, to experience pleasure, and for your body to calm down. Tama Correct. Right? Correct. Relax. So that's why when you masturbate at night, it's so much easier to sleep. Because mm. your body produces oxytocin after you orgasm or, you know, finish. I didn't know that you could take a pill for oxytocin. There's a pill, there's a cream, there's a spray. So what? if that can help can you, you... get addicted to that? <laughs> Good point. You buy it over um, the counter? No, it's not over the counter. Uh, it's, a pre- uh, it's a physician prescribed product it's okay. not easily known or available in the philippines but we do have it okay. so it can help yeah. a patient be more receptive to arousal there you go good question about the addiction okay huh? go okay. going back going back <laughs> yeah I, I feel like i would be like can i get another oxytocin pop <laughs> yeah i'd be like paying two pills now oxytocin i'll take it now <laughs> yes please <laughs> <laughs> All right, going back to what you're saying. Yeah. Arousal yeah. pa lang yon. Okay, then, of course, after that, you can get aroused, but then you can't get your vagina lubricated. That's actually going to be a challenge, right? That I'm aroused, but my vagina doesn't cooperate. How does that work now? Yes, right? yeah. You're, it's not wet. It's not wet. Of course, you always have lubrication, but I'm telling you and assuring you that lubrication coming from your own glands, from your own vagina, is way better than an external lubricant, right? So we also have options for treatment there. Of course, there's a given here that you always think you are psychologically prepared, right? So mm-hmm. there's what we call um, estrogen cream that you can put on your skin. And this is actually going to cause uh, vaginal suppleness and lubrication long term, right? It's not just a lubrication that you need on the spot. So you apply um, estrogen cream about 15 to 30 days in a month, and it helps your vagina soften up, become supple, and more lubricated every time you have sex. Even if you don't have sex, your vagina is still going to be supple. Yeah. But also, shameless plug, this is why one of the reasons why we created Jelly Time. It's a water-based lubricant that is FDA approved. We went through a very rigorous process in creating a formula that was um, gentle on in your vagina and something that is not sticky and stuff. So this is one of the reasons why we are big lube users because during yeah, sex like you me. said women experience dysparunia which is pain during sex you know what i did a talk 
last week. And two of the women in the talk privately messaged me. She said, thank you so much. I thought I was the only one experiencing pain during sex. And I always say this. It's a secret that women don't want to admit that we endure a little bit of pain. Not a lot, but some pain during sex. And we don't know that actually sex isn't supposed to be painful at all. It's supposed to be pleasurable. Akala natin, ah, ganun pala to. Ah, bakit nag-enjoy yeah. ang lahat dito? And so lube is a little secret, yeah. Is, is that pain caused because of vaginal dryness? Is that the reason it why? It could be, right, Doc Quincy? Yes, that's one of the causes. So, you're right there, Belle. Awareness is key. We have to be aware that sex should be pleasurable. If it's painful, then there is something wrong there that you should address. So, a dry vagina okay. is not a happy vagina, right? So, that's all. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like We're going to use that as a clip. A dry oh. vagina is not a happy vagina. Okay, go. Uh, for sure. And it also doesn't give you a happy penis as a partner. Right? I mean, can you imagine uh, like cra- putting your penis in a rough, dry vagina? Everybody's not going to be happy. Masakit, we want, yeah, yeah happy yeah. sex is good health. Okay? Yeah, exactly. I agree. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh, I'm learning so much. Well, and I'm so I have a question. Discussion. Sure. Doctor Quincy, can can you be in good health but not get naturally lubricated? I would say no, <laughs> no, because you know what? Even if you take out the sex, right? A dry yeah. vagina can also cause infections. Hindi ka pang sex, infected ka na. So you yeah, really yeah, yeah. have to have good lubrication. With, without sex, and that really creates a happy vagina because we have some normal flora in the vagina, right? It's not free of bacteria. Yeah. There's always a yeah, low yeah. level of bacteria. So if it's dry, it can cause infections. If it's also too yeah. wet, it can also cause infections. So the vagina has to be a balanced organ. Yeah. If you are not wet enough, or if you have, yeah, if you're not wet enough or you're overly wet, that's a reason to have yourself checked. If you're not wet enough or you're dry, that's a reason to be checked. If you're very wet with no infection, no, you don't need to see a doctor. As long as you don't feel there's anything okay. wrong, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Okay. But in terms of a, of a supplemental lubrication, I mean, obviously this is aside from the fact that we love jelly time, but what's your stance there? That's totally fine. Oh, okay. If it makes you very, since it makes your sex life more enjoyable, but I would highly recommend okay. to get your vagina naturally wet by improving the levels of your sex hormones. So your major sex hormones would be estrogen and um, testosterone you can actually yeah. apply that on your skin and that would give you naturally lubricated vagina and testosterone also Got comes it. in a gel it can also give your partner male partner a more a harder more erect penis so the lubricant will not help in a harder penis would it so optimizing uh, a male's or a women's sex hormones improves with vaginal lubrication naturally and improves penile erection naturally as well wait would you would you say that like lube doesn't doesn't help a guy's erection 
parang I would I would think nga that when it yeah it, it it helps when they have a partner but in itself alone when you masturbate yes but if you have low sex hormones no amount of lube can okay. help if you really are physically and psychologically uh, not ready to get an erection course. there you go got it okay so that okay I'm, that makes more sense all right, and then going back to what you're saying. So, what's the next stage after arousal? After arousal, uh, there's plateau, which is between your arousal and orgasm. The usual problems okay. with orgasm, as we mentioned, is not having one, which is an orgasmia. It happens in both men and women. And okay. if in women you accept that you don't reach an absolute ten in orgasm, it's okay. But you can work on it um, mentally, uh, as as we discussed, some breathing and le- breathing techniques and lessening mm-hmm. stimulation and just focusing on your clitoris and your vagina. And I would say if you've done that efficiently for about 45 minutes to an hour, because usually it takes that long for a woman to really focus on an orgasm problem. It's not going to be five minutes or ten minutes. It's going to take longer. So that's anorgasmia. Anorgasmia. Okay. Because I I was discussing this with some of my friends. Like, it takes long for a woman to orgasm, right? It's a a long time. And in order for you to cut that time shorter, you need to be able to practice. What I mean is, if you pleasure yourself and you know what is going to turn you on, what makes you aroused, then there's a higher possibility that if you, you know, are able to say masturbate or reach that arousal by yourself, then during sex, I guess, is that correct? Ma? The, 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 the short, the, the time of arousal is cut in half. Parang in the beginning lang, it's very long, 45 minutes to an hour. But then as yeah. you practice and practice, then it, the time is cut in half. And parang my friend was saying, uh, she practices so much na ang dali, na, dali for her to, to <laughs> come uh, or to finish. And she said, but that took me a long time to get So oh, okay. wala lang. It's just... Yes, uh, you're right. Uh, you have to practice because you need to know how long does it take you to get aroused? What yes. position would you, it would you be, would it be easier for you to get an orgasm? Right? So, okay. for example, with my patients, they're like, some want a deep penetration hitting their cervix. Some want just a shallow yeah. penetration just hitting the G spot. So, you yes, prefer yes. G-spot or a deep penetration or some want it G-spot first. Then when they reach a certain point, they want a deep penetration. So, iba iba. We're really very different. What's the, what, what's the difference with this hitting the cervix and the G-spot? Isn't that both oh, inside the vulva? They're not the same spot. So, your vagina is about three to five inches, right? The G-spot is only yeah. about one uh, inch I'm Googling it now. <laughs> yes. One Your G-spot or Grafenberg spot is only about one inch inside the vaginal canal, right? Well, the cervix okay. is at the end of your vaginal canal, okay? So okay. some so women... super deep. Yes, super deep. It depends. So do you know if you can get an orgasm just by a shallow penetration or by a deep penetration or yeah. a combination of both? 
Or do you want it slow? Or do you want it fast and hard? Or again, a combination of both. So practice really yeah. makes an orgasm perfect, perfect, right? So you really have to know because yeah. mahirap naman, nandiyan yung partner mo. And, okay, okay, try natin to. If you have a very good relationship with your partner, very welcome to do that, right? And find and practice yeah. with a partner. But I think it would be easier to coax your partner how to do it when you already know what you definitely want. What you want. And the last uh, one in the sexual cycle is resolution from a medical perspective. Yes. Okay. So in men, there's what we call priapism. They already are done with the orgasm and the penis is still hard. That's actually a resolution problem, right? Uh, It can be caused by mental... um, Issues as well, like I was so prepared for this and now I can't get my penis down. Or it can be also overuse of, say, uh, Tadalafil or Sedanafil. As we know, these are the erectile dysfunction medication. So if they use too much of that and they get their their penis down, that's a resolution problem. And you really have to go to the ER for that. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yes, oh, gosh. Well, Well, How long until the penis goes down after you orgasm for a guy? Like, what's normal? It should be less than one minute, less than 30 seconds. It usually relaxes. But, you know, there are stages to an erection. It can be rock hard. It can be like banana hard. It can be like just foam hard and then fully flaxid, right? But usually in one minute, you're almost like foam Soft, like you know, it's relaxed, not fully flaccid. Yeah, if it's longer than that five minutes and it's painful, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, so and that usually happens is if like the men take Viagra, for example, so they pop excessive, they have sex, excessive Viagra. So for the men out there, just take the right amount of Viagra, otherwise, it's also. Not that much detrimental, but it also can cause a problem in your erectile health. Yes. Uh, you don't want that to be prolonged. Yeah, because you know the treatment yeah. is we actually inject the penis and take out some blood so that it can be relaxed. So it's not a wow. happy procedure. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh my gosh. Okay. And there's also, by the way, uh, a condition in women. It's prolonged orgasms and repeated orgasms that it doesn't stop right and it you well, can't go get on with your day is it a problem that oh, okay. is a problem if you have 100 orgasms in a day that doesn't stop because you can't you won't be able to function right so that is yeah. also a problem it's very rare but the treatment would be therapy and um uh some would go with meditation and you might really need to go to um, a psychotherapist to treat that. Very rare, but it does. Oh, I happen. remember that was an episode in Grey's Anatomy. I remember seeing like a girl come in and she was like constantly orgasming. I was like, "Is this real?" Okay, yes. that that actually exists. Okay, thanks for confirming that. <laughs> you know what? I am enjoying this conversation so much because there are a lot of things that I never learned about sexual health. And Doc Quincy, you're totally like 
hitting the nail uh, on yeah. the top. So, so let's take okay. a recap on the sexual cycle. So our sexual cycle is libido, where you get your excitement, um, and then you're aroused, where your body responds to this um, excitement. Then, of course, you hit orgasm, where men ejaculate and women feel this out-of-body experience and resolution when you relax from the whole sexual experience post-orgasm. Thank you so much, Doc Quincy. I have pages and pages of notes because I've learned so many things from you that I think is going to add value to the lives of our listeners. Um, Is there anything else you want to promote to our listeners about, of course, you and your practice? Where can they find you? If they're like, how do I get a hold of Dr. Quincy Raya? I need, you know, couples hormone therapy. Okay. Thanks for having me, Belle and Ava. And if you need help with your health, and since we're at sexy time, and you need that push (laughs) to improve your sexual health, we are at 2505 Centuria Medical Makati here in Poblacion. Or you can follow our Facebook page. Yes, at the Raya Clinic. And also our Instagram at the same name, the Raya Clinic. And we would be glad to help you have a happy, sexy time with you and your partner. Yay! The Raya Clinic. I took it down here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dr. Bye, Doc Quincy. Bye. Have a good day. Thanks a lot for listening to part two of our episode with Dr. Quincy Raya. We hope you guys enjoyed and took down notes because these are the things that we covered are essential to your overall health. And not only yours, your families, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister. It's also a great kind of tool to have when you're in a dinner or in a conversation because it's always nice to bring in new topics. We encourage people to talk about your sex lives, your sexual health, and sex in general because we want people to be more curious and ask questions and really learn about yourself um, when it comes to your sexual health. So thank you for staying till the end and listening to that episode. We thoroughly enjoyed all the bits of information that Dr. Quincy gave us and we hope to have her back on the podcast. We hope you guys at home or in the car or listening while you're doing an errand asks us questions by sliding into our DMs and emailing us. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify at The Sexy Time Podcast. You guys can follow us on Instagram at The Sexy Time Podcast and Twitter at Sexy Time Podcast. You guys can email us your questions or topic suggestions to our email thesexytimepodcast at gmail.com and don't worry we keep all of you guys anonymous and we are so excited to finally announce that we are a Spotify exclusive so catch us exclusively on Spotify the sexy time podcast we drop new episodes every Wednesday at 4pm peace out